Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey everyone, Sean Gaby here with the Supernatural Leadership Podcast, talking about the difference between principle-led leadership and presence-led leadership. We all have a leader within. Why not make that leader a little more supernatural? Enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome again to another Supernatural Leadership Podcast. My name is Sean Gaby. Thank you so much for stopping by. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe if you haven't already. Share this with your friends and let us know how these episodes are impacting your leadership in a supernatural way. And so today we have a very special guest, very special friend of mine that I've known for a very long time now. And we're going to dive into a very timely and yet urgent conversation that really is going to be catered more towards my Canadian podcast family here. Yes. Anybody else watching, hopefully you'll get something. I believe you'll get something from this, but specifically, this is a very timely and urgent message for all Canadian citizens that are listening to this podcast. The title of this podcast, I'm going to call it, before I bring on my guest and read a little bit of her bio, uh, my, the title of this podcast is Navigating the Political Landscape in Canada. Navigating the Political Landscape in Canada. And if you're in Canada, you know there's a lot of landscape right now to navigate when it comes to what's happening politically and how that's impacting all of our lives in radical, radical ways. And so today's guest is Fatine Griseski, and she has been a humanitarian advocacy worker since 1997. In this time period, her areas of focus have included equipping Canadians in the democratic process, combating human trafficking, racism, poverty, First Nation issues, elder abuse, and women's issues. Her work has been featured on various national and regional news outlets across Canada. She was recognized by Charisma Magazine as one of the world's top 21 most influential next generation leaders and has been awarded the ANCJ Emerging Leadership Award in Jerusalem. She has spoken to parliamentary committees and is regarded as a voice on social justice issues, both at parliament and grassroots forums across Canada. So Fatine, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hey, Sean, I'm doing good. My voice is a bit raspy because I've been going hard <laughs> for the last month, traveling the nation, bringing this message to Canadians who care about our future. And it's a critical message. I'm so glad you started with that. I think you use the word urgency. Uh, there's an urgency on getting this word out because it can really only be acted on probably in, a, in about the next week by the time most of your viewers hear this podcast. Well, I can't wait to get into this conversation. And, uh, you know, we had you on this podcast before talking about a little bit of a different topic and it was a powerful episode If you haven't heard that by the way all the listeners out there listen go find the interview that i did with fateen way back probably uh last year now and uh, i know it will be a great strength for you but today like we said it's an urgent message this is an important conversation so all the listeners out there engage stay tuned don't tune out because you only have a very small window of time to act. And so I know, Fatine, you've been crazy busy. In the last week alone, you were in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, three different cities in Alberta. And right now you are in beautiful British Columbia. You've been traveling across Canada with a message. And I know you're calling this tour across Canada because you said to, to God, you, you'll give him your spring. 
to do what you're about to explain to all of us that you're doing. And you have a message for Canada and a very critical window presenting what you're calling the Engage National Transformation Presentation. Tell us about this. What's happening in your world? Bring us into this journey that you're on right now. Yeah, well, right out of the gate. So maybe let your listeners know that if they want to watch the presentation, because it's actually, it's about 90 slides with graphs and charts and just so much data in it that it's actually quite a visual presentation. So if you want to watch it, you can go to formycanada.ca or .com. And there's a big red button there that says watch presentation, and they'll be able to see the whole thing. But basically, if I could just drive right to the point, you know, Sean, the reason you do a podcast about leadership, I'm, I'm going to make the assumption is because you see the value in good leadership, right? Like good leaders influence businesses, families, churches, communities, and nations, nations. <laughs> okay. And so, you know, I've been tracking on this whole thing about Canada, everything that we do is Canada, my TV show, our prayer movements. And so I'm constantly watching for where, where are the windows where what happens in those windows will determine the future leadership of our nation. You know, if you look back over the last just couple of months, you know, in Canada, like my goodness, we have seen things that no generation in this nation has ever seen, you know, bank accounts being seized for political dissent. Um, what happened with the truckers convoy, the invocation of the emergencies act, um, you know, the pandemic management, the fact that Canadians can't even travel within their own nation right now, as I understand it, Canada is actually the only nation that has these types of controls on their citizens within their own boundaries, people losing jobs um, over the vaccine mandates, wherever you stand on that issue, there's no doubt that we've been in a season where people's uh, civil liberties and conscience rights have been really um trampled on or squelched, you know, I don't think that would be an overstatement. And so what we've seen in this past year, and also I'll mention too, the federal debt, a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, the federal debt has literally doubled in the last two years in our nation. So Canada's racked up more debt in the last, you know, 24 to 36 months than in the previous 150 years before that. And that was all governments together, liberal and conservative. So this current government that we have right now, which happens to be liberal, um, has racked up more debt in the last two years. Now, this is going to lead to inflation. This is going to lead or this is leading to inflation, increased housing prices and increased gas prices. So all of these things dramatically impact the lives of Canadians in the day to day. We haven't even I haven't even rattled off about parental rights. The fact that a bill was passed through the House of Commons in December that could put pastors, parents and counselors into jail for up to five years if they say the wrong thing to the wrong person. Like these are not light things, Sean. These are right. massive things. And so my point is this. All of these things I just rattled off is because of who has been leading our nation. And so leadership really, really matters. And what I found in the political process is that most people only vote in the general election, which is actually the least powerful moment to engage if you really want to influence the future of your nation. Um, earlier this year, when um, Aaron O'Toole was ousted as the leader of the Conservative Party, uh, because many people were starting to feel incredibly dissatisfied that there wasn't really an opposition in the Parliament of Canada on some of the things that we were I was just talking about there and so Aaron O'Toole was ousted which triggered a national leadership race for the Conservative Party federally and it was just an easy read like you knew that we were going into a hinge moment 
where the future leadership of our nation uh, was most likely going to be determined or minimally influenced, okay? Because whoever leads right. the conservative party, it's going to influence an upcoming general election whenever that is most likely in 2025 now because of the political alliance between Jagmeet Singh, the NDP, and the liberals. So, so we knew we were heading into this key window. And I did something, Sean, that I've never done before. You know, your podcast is about, you know, living a supernatural life. So I'll just kind of go there. I, I took a step back and I said, you know, Lord, it's clear that, you know, it feels like Canada's kind of walked off the edge of a cliff <laughs> in a lot of directions. It's clear we're going into a potential leadership shift moment. Um, and I just, I just prayed and I said, God, what matters most? Like, do you want me to travel the nation, do prayer meetings all across Canada, solemn assemblies? Uh, do you want me just to go beast mode on my TV show? And what was interesting, Sean, is what came to me in that time of reflection and just dialoguing with the Lord um, was a question. And the question was, how did we get here? Like, how yeah. did we get here? How did, wow. how did we get the current leadership structure that we have federally. And so I just, I felt this holy curiosity coming up in my heart. And so I began to study what happened in the, the last um, two major party leadership races, one with the liberal party in 2013, one with the conservatives in 2020, and also what happened in the last major federal election. And honestly, Sean, what I found shocked me. Um, I discovered just mathematically that it's typically 0.2% or less of Canadians that determine the name on the ballot that That's determined wild. in 2013 that, that, that took an action that determined that Justin Trudeau would be the name on the ballot going against Stephen Harper in 2015, only 0.2%. Um, the number, the actual number is 80,000. So there are 80,000 people that took a specific action, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. Um, and they got involved and those people were so powerful that what they did has influenced all of our lives right up until 2022, because of the trajectory that followed after that political outcome. And so I say to people, you know, listen, you, you don't have to be political all the time. Actually, as a matter of fact, that's dysfunctional, right. <laughs> you know, you don't gotta, you don't have to be OCD about this stuff every day of the week, but if you love your nation, if you love your kids, if you love your freedoms, if you love your your bank account, <laughs> you know you don't want to see soaring inflation. If you if you care about the future of our nation, it is it is very wise to engage in these critical moments where if you just get involved in a leadership race early in the process, determining who's going to be on the ballot rather than just waiting till a general election when, when that's already been determined and your choices are so limited. If you get involved early in the race, you can actually have a massive impact on the future of our nation. And, you know, I'm a mom, six and eight, my kids, your dad, you know, we can get into all the political banter about this policy and that policy. At the end of the line, Sean, it's like, what are we going to be giving our kids if yeah. we don't start to see a shift in our nation? The Bible says that the righteous leave an inheritance. I don't believe that that's just money. I believe that that has to do with freedom. I believe that that 100%. has to do with, yeah. you know, so much, right. Just a healthy national culture. And so, so we are in one of those moments right yeah. now with the conservative leadership race, where what Canadians do in the next, as of the recording of this podcast, um, we're at May 25 right now recording this, um, in the next nine days, what Canadians do or don't do, I believe will determine 
very possibly will definitely influence possibly determine the future prime minister of Canada. So these are weighty, these are weighty uh, windows, weighty windows. Yeah, so and you, I mean, the times. yeah. And you mentioned, I mean, this podcast is about supernatural leadership. And, you know, a lot of people always wonder, well, how does that connect politically? And you, you kind of opened up the conversation with, you know, Sean, I'm assuming that you do this podcast because you want to encourage good leadership. Well, good leadership, like let's say goodness led leadership is like righteousness led leadership the goodness of God. Well, how do we manifest the goodness of God if we're not led by the spirit? And so every area of our life, when it comes to our leadership, if we're led by God, we're going to make an impact in every sphere. I think a lot of people, and you know, a lot of people that are so-called kingdom people that don't even want to vote or don't even want to get involved or be connected to stuff like this, because somehow they think it's not kingdom. But Really, we live in a democratic system. We can't escape the fact that we've been given a voice. We have to use that voice. And one of the ways we use that voice and that leadership, that good leadership is to engage. And this is what your presentation really is all about, is engaging in what this, what you're calling this critical window over the next nine days. So talk about these next nine days. How do people engage because I know a lot of people, when I've been talking about what we're talking about here, a lot of people, eight out of 10 people that I talk to have no idea even how to engage these next nine days. They didn't even know they needed to become a member, which we're going to talk about, of the conservative party to have a voice in who stands in a position of power and authority. And that might very well be the next prime minister in three years from now. So tell us, talk to us about that. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a political party is no different than any other, um, you know, social construct in, in society, like whether you're talking about the library association or your church or <laughs> a business where you have stakeholders that vote. It's only people that have an investment in that organization that have the authority to determine right. uh, the leadership and, um, and and make key decisions. So, you know, at your AGM, right, you'll have things that you lay before the people in your church and, and the, the members vote, <laughs> not just the people that kind of drive through on Sunday. It's the same thing with businesses. And so, um, so that's why people actually need to be a member in order to vote for the leadership of the, of the party at this point, if we're in a conservative leadership race, the same would be said for the liberal party, any other party, um, because it's not a general election. But what I'm saying to people is, you know, whether you vote conservative in a general election or not, um, is kind of inconsequential to the point that uh, whoever leads the Conservative Party of Canada will influence your life, will influence your business, your church, your family at this point, because the government has been so profoundly reaching into the whole issue of parental rights uh, in our nation. And so um, so this, this will matter to our lives. And, you know, back to your point about why people disengage or maybe super spiritualize their disengagement. You know, I, I think you can throw just as many Bible verses, uh, you know, out there for the case for engagement, right? So for example, um, of course, our, our, our trust is not in a natural government system. That, that is not a rocket science statement, okay? <laughs> of course not. Our yeah. salvation is through Jesus. But that doesn't change the fact that natural government influences our neighbor, and we're called to love our neighbor as ourself. Yeah. What does it mean to love the next generation? Is saddling them with a $1.2 trillion debt, you know, is that love? 
is that kindness? You know, like, I don't, I don't think so. Um, you know, the, the righteous leave an inheritance for future generations as I already mentioned. Yeah. You know, I think of Psalm 89 of 14, I believe it, where it talks about how righteousness and justice are the foundation of our throne. And, you know, there's something powerful about investing into the advancement of righteousness of justice that actually creates a dwelling place for the presence of the Lord. It's his throne. That's where he sits. And, you know, I also think of, you know, James uh, chapter 14, where it talks about, um, you know, because sometimes people will say, well, J Jesus never talked about voting. You know, <laughs> well, the reality is Jesus did not live in a democracy. He lived exactly. in, a, in a dictatorship, right? The Roman Empire. So he didn't, it was an irrelevant conversation. It'd be like him talking about TikTok or something. You know, it's like just an irrelevant conversation. Um, but he did uh, in the book of James, he did, um, the, James, excuse me, talked about how when you have the power to do good, when the power is in your hand to do good and you don't do it, that the Lord actually considers that sin. Right. And I think in a democratic context, when you look at the things that that where the stakes are right now, I think in our mother's generation or maybe in our even in our generation 10 years ago, if we didn't get engaged, you know, things would generally go in a good direction. Um, you know, there's still a level of freedom of of speech, freedom of conscience, pastoral freedom, parental freedom. But we're just, you know, honestly, Sean, we're just not there anymore. We're not there anymore. And if people have of good values that care about faith, fiscal stewardship, freedom, the sanctity of life, whatever it is, don't get involved, then other people will. And most likely people that don't have biblical values, that don't have um, that that concentric ethos in their in their life. And the other thing I want to say, I don't know why I'm picking Absolutely. up on this, but I think sometimes people don't get involved because it's actually a reverse judgment. It's like they don't want to be um, and I don't mean any disrespect to your American viewers or listeners right now, but they don't want to be like the religious right, political right in the U.S. or they don't they don't want to be associated with with Trump or they don't want to be they assume that being involved in civic engagement is the same as having a political spirit, which is not. Yeah. You can have a political spirit and never be involved in government. <laughs> right. Hey, everyone. Before we continue on with this interview, I have some exciting news to share with you. The Supernatural Leadership School is now live. The platform has been launched with our very first e-course called the Voice of God module. I would encourage you head over to SupernaturalLeadership.com and sign up today and begin a brand new Supernatural Leadership journey. The, and the issue actually is you can be so anti-something that you become that something and not know you've become it. So like flip what you just said, you can be so anti-religious that you become religious and don't even know it. And a lot yeah. of people, when they, when they start from an anti, I'm anti this, I'm not going to get involved. They actually like, it's almost like they live the fruit and the consequence of not being involved, but in a really interesting way, not don't even know it. They, they're living out, a negative without even realizing it. And they think they're being positive. I think we have to be very careful when we, when we, when we are anti something or don't get involved in something because of an assumption. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I run into that type of thing all the time because people are so heated right now at the conservative party, for example, they're so mad at what happened with Aaron O'Toole or, or some of the things. So they just, they just want to reject um, the whole thing. And, and by doing that, they abdicate their authority and they, they, they don't do the James four thing where there's, there's power in your hand to affect things positively. And you, you don't do it because right. of um, offendedness or whatever. But for me, this is where I, I always try to center myself in service. 
And so I think about, okay, this actually isn't about the conservative party. This isn't about whether Christians should be involved in politics. This is about the next generation. This is about the poor, the widow, the orphan, the seniors. And, you know, maybe it's a little bit of a result of my inception into this, because like where I first really began to get convinced of the importance of good government, Sean, was when I was actually a missionary in West Africa. And, you know, every morning I would wake up, I'd open up my front door and there would be like a lineup of desperation, you know, women who were wanting me to hire them to wash my clothes so that they could do that rather than selling their bodies to feed their kids. Um, You know, there were children begging for $5, $10 to be able to buy uh, clothing or shoes so that they could go to school and be with their friends. And all around me, Sean, there was desperation and tragedy and social just chaos. And why was it, you know, the penny dropped for me? Like the reason was because of corrupt leadership, corrupt government, because there were people in positions of authority that were more concerned about taking bribes and jostling for position than actually seeing the the needy in front of them. Um, You know, Psalm uh, 72 talks about how, how God himself, that his kind of rulership is that he cares for the poor. He cares for the widow, the orphan, the needy. And, and so when you have government that is, is, is corrupt. Um, the fallout is people. The fallout is, you know, pastors that can be put in prison for up to five years, parents that are being told that they can't raise their children in accordance with their conscience, veterans that are being told that there isn't enough money to provide for their healthcare needs after they've sacrificed their body on the field of service for their nation. And so for me, it's like, I just, I don't even get the political offense and rhetoric that causes people not to engage because for me, this is about this is about loving my neighbor. This is about the future. And when you look at the fact that 0.2% of Canadians just engaging determined the names that would be on the ballot, you know, Justin Trudeau in 2013, Aaron O'Toole in 2020, 0.2% of Canadians voted for him to pop him over the top. And, and he was the one um, that was uh, providing an opposition or not <laughs> to, right. to our current federal leadership over this past season. And when you see that such a small number of people that simply get involved, do what they can, really shape the future of our nation. Like for me, that's enough. Like, man, it's only 15 bucks in a few minutes. Like, honestly, just, yeah, well, just like, do it. Exp- explain you know? that. Cause we haven't even talked about that yet, but what I do yeah. want to say is that I don't think like so many people, you, we, we talked about this, you mentioned, I mentioned it like that don't want to engage that kind of buy into this rhetoric. Right. They don't want to engage. They're kind of anti engagement when it comes to anything political. You said it so well. I mean, Jesus didn't vote but he also didn't have TikTok. Like <laughs> that should be what we call the, the title of this, this episode. But, <laughs> but um, Jesus didn't have TikTok. It's true. Things were different. You cannot read, uh, you cannot isolate scripture in a way where you read it out of its context. Because in context, it was not the same. The system that we live today was not the system that he was living in in his day. And so we have to read scripture in context. And so I love this. And so, but you, you said it, I don't think anybody could have listened to the last 10 minutes of you talking and actually say to themselves, I still don't want to engage with politics as a Canadian citizen. It's impossible. I mean, to, to think about the future, to leave a legacy. I mean, Proverbs. So Solomon said it so amazing. I love that verse that a good man, 
leaves an inheritance for his grandchildren. And when I'm talking to people about what they can do in the next nine days, like I said this earlier, eight to 10 of those people don't know how they, they didn't even know that they could be a part of the change and the future by the next nine days, what they can or have the opportunity to do. And so I think a lot of people, the reason why they don't engage, the reason why there was just that 0.2% that, you know, made these massive influential decisions is because I don't want to say ignorance because it kind of sounds maybe like a negative thing, but it's a lack of knowledge. Like you just explained something so well. And the most people that I've been talking to in this last, you know, several weeks, even several months about what we're talking about today, and I want you to explain mm-hmm. how they can get involved. It's just simply a mm-hmm. lack of knowledge. They just don't know. Yeah. So explain. To yeah. Us, and like, you know what? what? Yeah. And the Bible does say that, that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Right. And so knowledge is not a bad thing. It's actually what enables us to not perish. Right. And I think everybody on the, on the podcast would probably say, yeah, I, I don't want to perish. <laughs> so here's some knowledge for you not to perish. Absolutely. Okay. So go to formindcanada.ca and there's a big button there that says get membership. And when you click that red button, what it'll do is it'll put you through a two-step process. One is just registering with our movement. Cause honestly, Sean, I'm not interested in, in building the conservative parties uh, database. I'm interested in building a movement of people that that want to stay connected that actually care about these things like I said earlier on you don't have to be political every day of the week every week of the month or even every month of the year but it is wise to be connected to information sources that can sort of tap you on the shoulder and say hey this is one of those moments where if you get involved, it's going to make a big difference. This is what you can do. So when people register to vote through our site, they're getting on our email list. And we're also going to be sending out a voter's guide because the deadline to vote is on June the 3rd. But I'm told the actual ballots probably aren't going to come until July. So sometime between that and that, between what the cutoff to vote, to sign up to vote, and when the ballots arrive, we're going to be producing a voter's guide. There's six candidates on the ballot right now. And we're going to be breaking down where these candidates stand on all the critical issues that were commonly asked about. And part of this is maybe a little bit uh, just trying to use my time wise, because I get so many emails, so many, <laughs> so many messages right before the vote saying, Fatine, where does this candidate stand on this and that? So we're going to break it all down. We're also going to rate the candidates based on their campaign teams, because a lot of times you can tell who a leader really is by who they go for dinner with after the meeting. And it's actually a pretty easy oh, read right now. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's a pretty easy read right now with the candidates just by the by virtue of who they put around themselves in the political process uh here. Um and so that voters guide is going to be given to anybody that signs up to be a member through our site. Um the cost to become a member of the Conservative Party it's not our cost, it's the party's cost is about 15 bucks. That really just covers the time to yeah, and just, just, just the to, ballots. Just to clarify for everybody listening that's like new to all this, like when you give yeah. that fifteen dollars, it's not going to Fatine, it's going to the Conservative Party, which yeah. gives you membership so you can yeah. vote. Because I think we didn't really say that yet. Like to be a voter over the next you have to be a member. You have to be a member before June it's June third, correct? Yeah, yeah. June third. That's so, the it's Keep tax going. receivable. It's tax receivable. You pay $15 for a year for you and your spouse. If you're married, $15 each person. Cause if you both want to vote, you have to have a membership. You can pick one year you can pick two year, three years, whatever you want to do. But yeah. the reason why we're encouraging you to sign up through Fatine's site is like she said, 
because she's going to give and send out a voter's guide to help you see where all the candidates stand. Because like, like explain to somebody why going with you on your site is better than like, you know, for example, Pierre Polyev is, is running and you can sign up through his, his thing. Why going through you is a better option. Well, first of all, Pierre is going to be biased, <laughs> right? So he's just going to, he's going to tell you how awesome he is and how horrible everybody else is. Cause that's when you set up through his site, you're going to get on his email list and get his communications, which you can do anyway. You can do anyway. So you can sign up through our site and get a, a voter's guide that breaks down where all the candidates stand again on the issues that we're commonly asked about. So I'm, you know, the things that we're often asked about is, okay, where does this person stand on freedom um, on the vaccine mandates? Where do they stand on parental rights? Where do they stand on the life issue? Where do they stand on, on Canada's relationship with Israel, digital ID, these types of things. Like Bitcoin, last, yeah. Like in the last and debate, so, Bitcoin. <laughs> if you do it through Pierre's site, you're gonna, you're just gonna get Pierre, right? If you do it through our site, you're gonna get information, unbiased, third-party information. Well, you know, subjective, of course, because it's our, it's our perspective. So you can take it or leave it. And if you sign up through our site, you're also going to get access to our team. So if you run into any issues along the way, let's say you don't get your ballot, let's say you call the Conservative Party and they say, oh, I'm so sorry, you don't have a membership, but you're like, no actually I have a charge on my card. Um, we will actually help fight for you to get your ballot and to make sure that you could, because sometimes for whatever reason, a few people have to do that. I don't know why. Um, so we will be there to assist people, walk you through every phase. Um, also tip you off, like, and let you know, Hey, the ballots are coming, watch for them in the next week. If you don't get it, then, um, make sure you let us know or call the party. So we'll just kind of basically walk people through the process, do the work for them, in terms of watching where the candidates are. Um, so if people want that info, they have it. If you don't want it, you don't, you know, we're, we're not going to tell you how to vote. <laughs> we're just going to say, this is what we've observed. And um, yeah. And then, like I already said, if you register through us, through our portal, you can still go to Pierre's site or Leslie Lewis's site or anybody's site and still sign up to get their communications. They're not mutually exclusive. You can actually do both. Um, and on that note, if you've already become a member of the Conservative Party, maybe through somebody else's site or through the party directly, you can also still go to our website, just to complicate things here. <laughs> you can also go to our website and just sign up for our members email list. And um, that will register you to also get our voters guide as well. Because um, I know a lot of people appreciate just having having that research done for them. So we're here to serve. We are here to serve and help people who care about, you know, um, important things, you know, in the future of our nation, uh, to really get involved and get engaged. And and you know, I'm I'm interested in building a, a movement and a family of people who care about the future of our nation. Um, and no matter what happens. Uh, in the outcome of this leadership race, um, if we're if we have a strong enough coalition, they're going to have to deal with us. Whoever wins, <laughs> right, is going to is going to have to chat with and, us about things we care about, which will be a great thing for all of us. Yeah, and just so everybody, everyone knows, we're going to put all the information in the description in the episode, so it's really easy. Click of a button, click the link; it will all be there for you. But I don't want to end just yet because I want to ask you something because I think there's a lot of people out there. Maybe they're They've always voted NDP. Maybe they've always voted liberal. They would say they are a liberal. They would say they're NDP, they're green or whatever, whatever party they've aligned with over the years. The last two years, I think for a lot of people, they've questioned whether or not the right party is in power. They've wondered it. 
because of how it's affected their lives. You know, they're, I know that when you juxtapose Canada in light of so many other countries, we have a lot to be thankful for. But Canada has always stood out as this free, amazing, easygoing country. Not that many like, you know, create not not a lot of craziness. But since the pandemic, when you juxtapose Canada with every other country, just the very fact and amongst many, you mentioned a whole bunch of stuff. And this is such a small thing, but yet it stands out that we're the only country where you cannot travel domestically as a citizen without a vaccine passport. That stands out amongst the rest. And maybe there's other country. From what I understand, we're like one of the only countries in the world that where Canadians, you're, you're, as a citizen, you cannot travel in your own country without a vaccine passport. Yeah. And to also point out that we're probably one of the largest nations, well, we are one of the largest yeah. nations in the world. So that, that has greater consequence right. for us. So like, It's not like Germany where you can just get in your car and <laughs> drive right. to the other side of the so, city or nation in a day. And, and thinking of that, and thinking of how the last two years has impacted so many people's livelihoods, families, businesses, mm-hmm. freedoms caused fear, anxiety, like what's next? What's going to happen next? When's the next lockdown? I know in Ontario, let's yeah. just say most Ontarians probably have a little bit of PTSD uh, mm-hmm. of, of just waiting for the next lockdown, waiting for now we have monkeypox showing up, like waiting for the next thing because of how our government has handled. And I know this government's never handled something like this before. I know there's as grace. I know people make decisions. Sometimes they regret the decisions, whether we know that to be true or not. I don't know, but I know everyone's trying to navigate it at some level, the best they can, whether we agree or not. But what I want to say is that there are people out there listening right now that are wondering, Hey, should I, should I shift? Should I change? Should I, I always voted here, but now maybe I need to change because Probably in three years, there is going to be a brand new prime minister and he won't be liberal. What, what would you say to those people right now out there that are thinking this? Yeah, well, I, I would say congratulations for being a critical thinker. <laughs> congratulations for being honest, right? Because, um, you know, the political sphere is organic. You know, I had Barbara Kay. She's a National Post commentator, columnist. And she said to me something that really stuck uh, last year. I think she said, you know, listen, the Liberal Party of today is not the Liberal Party of 10 years ago or even 15 years ago. I think you could say the same thing about the Conservative Party. Definitely the, definitely the same thing about like Tommy Douglas would probably be rolling over in his grave to, or probably is rolling over in his grave to see some of the things that Jagmeet Singh and his NDP are doing. And so political parties are organic. And, and so you do need to watch the trends. And again, this is back to where leadership matters because why did the Liberal Party go in the direction it did? Well, two words, maybe four, Justin Trudeau, Gerald Butts, (laughs) you know, like who leads and who's influencing those leaders, you know, really, really matters. And so, yeah, definitely reevaluate, dig deep, think about, you know, what matters to you, you know, be a student of history. You know, I think this is a big thing, like be a student of history. What has, what types of ideologies have caused civilizations to prosper, free market economies, you know, why are we here in Canada? Why did my great grandparents flee Eastern Europe in the 30s? Well, it was because of oppressive regimes that were controlling their lives. Um, and so they came to Canada for freedom. You know, how valuable is that to us? And and how are the parties that are currently in positions of authority or 
perch to be in positions of authority. What is their ideology on these things? Because it really does matter. Trajectories matter. And so I would encourage people to keep your eyes open, um, you know, be a critical thinker and realize that a membership in a party is not a marriage. <laughs> it's a membership, you know, and you can shift. And, and the other thing, too, about- it can only last one year if you want it to. <laughs> exactly. And the other thing, too, is about, about this particular conversation we're having today about voting in the conservative leadership race to determine who may be the future prime minister of Canada, just because you vote in this leadership race doesn't mean you have to vote conservative in the general election. This isn't a commitment about how you're going to vote in the general election. This is you just saying, no, I, yeah, I understand that whoever wins this leadership race will possibly be the next prime minister will definitely be the next leader of the opposition for the next two years. I go um, holding Jagmeet Singh and Justin Trudeau to account on some of these critical things that you just mentioned. Um, but you can still screw your brain on for the general election and you should and look at the candidates in your riding, look at the parties, look at the leader who won. You know, we don't know yet who's going to win and, and make your decision for 2025 and that general election in 2025. That's not the moment we're at right now. The moment we're at right now is saying, hey guys, there's an opportunity. Traditionally, 0.2% of Canadians determine the name on the ballot. That name will impact your life, whether you like it or not. It's going to impact your family, your church, your business, your life. Your, your ability to get on a plane. So bring your equity, do the James Four thing. Um, when you have the power to, to bring a positive influence, do it. Um, and if you won't do it for yourself, do it, do it for your kids. If you want, if you don't have kids, do it for my kids, <laughs> do it for Sean's kids, you know, like bring your equity into the conversation for the sake of your neighbor. Yes. Do it for my kids, please. <laughs> That's <a> great. <laughs> do it for my kids. Do it for Fateen's kids. Yes. Um, no, I think that's great, Fatin, and you you said it so well, and I so appreciate the way you communicate about these subjects because for so many people, they just don't have language around it. And um, I know, you know, one of the advantages, like you said, and we've been talking about is, you know, as they sign up through you, that $15, let's call it $15 transformation right here. This is, this is what we're talking about, $15 transformation that could totally impact the, the entire nation the nation that you call home, Canada, as a Canadian citizen, all takes us $15. But doing it through Fateen, uh, her and her and what she's you know, f- part of right now will we'll offer you a voter's guide so you can vote kingdom. You're wondering, well, how do I vote kingdom? Well, the voter's guide, hopefully, if you're a kingdom person, you're going to recognize when kingdom things are described when it comes to every candidate that's running. And so you want to vote kingdom. You want to vote who you feel in good conscience would be the best lead to lead the next round. God willing, if that happens um, in three years from now, but um, thank you so much. Fateen. Anything, any last words as we end? Yeah. You know, I can't shake this thought. So I got to say it um, in a general election, your one vote goes into a pool of usually about 20,000. So in the average riding, you're usually going to have about 20,000 people that vote in a general election. So so your influence is one to 20,000. In a leadership race, particularly if you live in Quebec, if you live in Ottawa, if you live in any of the urban centers, Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, Calgary, Edmonton, um, in the average riding, Sean, there's usually only about 200 people that vote. 
And so in a leadership race, your vote is, is most likely going to be like one to about 200, some writings less, some writings a little bit more return on investment is so massive. If you're going to pick an election to vote in, don't vote in the general vote in this one <laughs> because your, your authority is so much higher because of how few people actually participate. So it's very, very wise. The wise, the wise will, will read the courts, discern the time, know what to do. And so just realize the power and the equity that's at your hand, go to formmycanada.ca, get your membership. If you have any questions, um, let us know. You can watch the full presentation there with all my slides and gadgets <laughs> and personal stories. Um, but yeah, this is a really important time, um, Sean, to lock and load uh, for the sake of our future. It, it's a hinge moment. It really yes. is. It's a hinge moment. We're either going to continue in the same trajectory or we're going to take a $15 chance on seeing some of our, our freedoms, um, held intact. A $15 chance, you know, I don't want to drag this out, but I just, I, now that you said that, I kind of wish we'd said that earlier. Um, it's so powerful. I mean, could, could someone say that then like you kind of said it, could, could someone actually say that this conservative leadership vote is more, it's more important and more powerful than the general, like you could actually say that with confidence, like this is actually yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. That's really yeah. powerful. Because of the math yeah. and because by the time you get to a general election, number one, you're not voting for the leader at that yeah. point of the party, yeah. which sets the culture you're voting for your individual member of parliament, your individual yeah. candidate who may or may not be someone that reflects your values. And also by that point, the names are already on the ballot. Yeah. Well, hopefully that alone for anybody listening is enough and that you just take that and you hear the importance of what we're talking about. And put that $15 for you and your spouse or for you if you're single and be a part of this next uh, really important election, electing the next conservative leader that's going to represent the conservative party. Even if you're one of the other parties and you're wondering, hey, maybe it's time to shift because of where things are at. We need new leadership. We need new infrastructure. We need new, you know. We need change, transformation. If that's you, I think this $15 is the best $15 investment you're going to make probably in 2022. So I'd encourage you, click the link below in the um, episode description. Everything you need to know will be there and you'll get all the information to get you ready uh, when it comes to voting time. Fateen, thank you so much for your time. I know you're crazy busy and uh, thinking about you and your family as you continue on this journey, believing that June will be an epic rest month for you because I know you've been running hard. Thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy schedule to be with us on this podcast. Remember, everyone listening, everyone has a leader within, so why not make that leader a little more supernatural? Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. If this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way, we are incredibly thankful. We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost, and our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.